So it's been labeled a battle. I don't know if that's how I would describe it. Oh, Congressman Dan Crenshaw, clean the clock of Bill Maher. Well, I certainly think he made points. And isn't that what you want? Is it about cleaning someone's clock? Is that really the thing that we're going for? Or do we want to hear people engage in a conversation where no one's screaming, no one's yelling, and people are able to get their point across? Which is all I'm looking for in the free damn world. Tony Katz. Tony Katz today. 833. Got Tony. 833-468-8669. On Facebook, Tony Katz Radio. It's a conversation between the congressman and Bill Maher of the show Real Time about coronavirus. Now, Bill Maher has said things that you like regarding coronavirus. Specifically, stop it with this nonsense that it's somehow racist or bigoted or anything else to refer to it as Chinese coronavirus or Wuhan coronavirus. It's not. Of course it's not. That's what makes Nancy Pelosi so absolutely despicable. When she goes on Fox News Sunday, oh, the president gets an F for how he's handled coronavirus. Was there anything else she was going to say? Three months ago, she was trying to impeach the guy. Are we shocked that she gives him an F? Does it even matter? It's nonsense. You know what you're going to get. But why was she at the end of February down there in Chinatown in San Francisco telling people to come on down? If the president underplayed the threat in the early days, Speaker Pelosi, didn't you as well? No, what we're trying to do is to end the discrimination, the stigma that was going out against the Asian uh, American community. There was no stigma going out against the Asian American community. This is a lie. This is simply untrue. It It came from Wuhan. We noted it came from China. You're allowed to say so. Now. If some fool out there decided to get angry with somebody who was Chinese or they wouldn't even know, right? They saw someone who was Asian and decided to, to, you know, fill in the gaps and and have their own level of hate. Yeah, that's messed up. But to to argue that the president is, is causing this racism is just ignorance. And it was Bill Maher telling them that they're ignorant. It was Bill Maher saying of... Ted Lieu, the congressman from from uh, California, who said, you know, uh, uh, if if uh, this uh, virus was uh, from uh, Milan, they wouldn't call it the Milan virus. And but Mar said, well, it would, that would be stupid because it didn't come from Milan. It came from Wuhan. And if it came from Milan, you better bet they would call it the Milan virus. German measles, Spanish flu, Middle Eastern respiratory syndrome. We do it all the time. We do it in all the ways. But with Trump and today's America, they decided it was racist. It was never racist. These people were always wrong. Next question. This brings us now to Dan Crenshaw, Congressman, and Bill Maher. So note that there were times where you were very happy with Bill Maher. There are things he said that you like and approve of. Now, here was a conversation about the timeline. All the things Trump did wrong. When you listen to it, you're going to hear something and you're going to have to ask yourself, wait, is that Trump's, did, is that something that Trump did wrong? Or could that be perceived as something Trump said wrong? Let's go through it. Okay, because he was warned. This did not have to happen. Uh, Alex Azar 
his, his health and human services guy. January 18th, he warned him about this. And again, on January 30th, Trump said he was being an alarmist. Peter Navarro, somebody else who talks to Trump a lot, told him directly January 29th, you got to get ahead of this. February two days 10th. Later, he, two days later, he implemented a restrictive tra tra travel ban from China, which he was widely criticized no, for. You I, know, that same well, day on January 31st, and Nancy Pelosi proposed the No Ban Act, which would be congressional limitation on what President Trump's actually able to do. Now, of there can be no doubt President Trump said no travel from China. And there's no doubt that Speaker Pelosi wanted to prevent the president from being able to do his job. Stop telling me what Pelosi thinks of Trump. It's inconsequential. She is not in the business of governing. She's not in the business of the American people. She's in the business of trying to gain power. Right now, there's a discussion about another $400 billion that would go to small business, but it wouldn't all go to small business, $450 billion, to supplement the $350 billion that has already been put out there to small businesses that ran out of money. There are more businesses that still need help. They haven't gotten it yet. And there's Nancy Pelosi with her $12 a pint ice cream, joking in front of multi-thousand dollar refrigerators, joking about her need for chocolate while businesses are suffering. She doesn't care. These are the facts. The video is out there. This tone deaf woman doesn't care. That's all there is. What is this a debate? Is this really, are you really gonna debate this? They're gonna show that clip of Nancy Pelosi and her $12 ice cream from now until the end of time. And it's gonna be juxtaposed to the photo of the uh, restaurant that says out of business and the shop owner saying, well, I would have loved to have kept the family business that my great grandfather started. Uh, but uh, yeah, uh, the coronavirus uh, hurt and they shut everything down and then we couldn't get any help from the federal government. We paid our taxes every year for a hundred and some odd years. But the government wasn't there for us when we needed them most. That's going to happen. And Nancy Pelosi is indeed guilty. Nancy Pelosi did indeed want to stop President Trump from being able to do his job. This isn't about whether or not you like President Trump. It's about whether or not he's allowed to do his job. And the answer is, of course he is. And just because you have some ideological issue doesn't take away from that. So I believe that, that uh, Dan Crenshaw is right to point this out. When it gets pointed out that people were saying to the president, you got to get ahead of this. The question is, what would you have wanted him to do? Shut it all down then? Not a death in the United States? Not a case in the United States? Shut it all down then? That's a, that's a tall order. Let's be clear. That's a massive request. Being prepared for it? Okay. We can dig into that. Shutting it all down? That's different. Let the conversation continue. With that, with that travel restriction. Okay, but that tra I mean, he lies about that. He first of all, he well, didn't. How does he lie about it? What do, he, what do you mean? He said he stopped people coming in from China. He did not. He said he what? was ahead of it. Forty-three countries did it before we did. There are still people coming in from China. He only stopped yeah. foreign nationals. Yeah, okay, let, 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 let me address that because I, I know that's that's the people are saying right now. But the reality is, that yeah, was about forty thousand people came in after that. These are U.S. citizens and green card holders and passport holders being repatriated. U.S. citizens. So you have to make the argument yeah. then that that we shouldn't allow them in. I mean, it, it sounds to me like you're fully agreeing with President Trump on this when everybody else disagreed with him. And, no, and if I, you're saying that you wish that, that that travel restriction had been more extreme, 
Okay, fine. I well, mean, I, I, you apparently had the foresight back then, but when nobody else did. But the fact okay. is, you okay. know, we, if Joe Biden was in charge at that moment, he's already said he wouldn't have done it. He criticized it as, at the time. Nancy Pelosi actually proposed legislation to, to stop it. It's an interesting take. It's an interesting point that if you don't think that American citizens should have been brought back to the United States, just come out and say so. Now, you might find some people who even agree with you, but that is indeed what Bill Maher is saying when they're talking about people who still got were able to come back into the country. If you don't believe that should have been the case, just say so, and then let's discuss it in the open forum. That would be the thing to do. But to hide behind the idea of, well, Trump says he shut things down, but he really didn't, that's simply false. And Crenshaw does an incredibly good job of pointing that out. Okay, so, but people you know, are but it, it, people are still coming in from, from China. It wasn't just foreign nationals, but let's get off that. Let me just go back to the timeline for a minute. Uh, February 10th, after these warnings, uh, he says it's going to go away in April with the heat uh, because he had a hunch. Uh, February 25th, he goes to India. This is four days after the White House Coronavirus Task Force said we're going to have to lock down the country and Dr. Nancy Messonnier, who's uh, in charge of the Center for Immunization and Respiratory Diseases. Wait a second, let me just finish. She announced this on the 26th, uh, uh, on the 25th, that we're going to have to lock down the country. He said the next day 15 people have it and it's soon going to be close to zero. So first, you know, or last one first, 15 people have it, it's soon going to go to zero. And then he said earlier that, you know, it's going to go away with the heat in April. Never mind the trip to India, because India welcomed them with open arms and they put a million people into a stadium to cheer the president when he arrived. India wasn't worried about it either. Now they're in beyond a full lockdown. But it seems to me the issue is not what the president did, but what the president says. You can argue that the president is way too hopeful. You can argue that he talks way too much in these platitudes. And you can argue that he talked in a way that made you think, yeah, it was all going to go away. But it's not what he was doing. Nor was he engaged in the idea of telling governors, here's what you have to do. Because governors shut things down whether he liked it or not. That argument of what the president has said versus what the president has done. That's always the conversation, deeds versus words. You can make the argument that you don't like the things that he said. That's a very personal thing. But why is Dan Crenshaw now being put in the place to argue how the president has said? You don't like it, you don't like it. What are we discussing here? And Crenshaw goes right to it. March 6th, he said anyone who wants a test can get it, which is still... Completely, okay, let me stick to February. Completely wrong. Go forward because uh, you mentioned I, February 25th. The day before, February 24th, that's when the administration requested two and a half billion dollars from Congress to fulfill, um, you know, CDC, NIH, uh, and FDA funding to combat the virus and, and the potential spread of it. What happened right then? I'll tell you because I was in Congress and I know what happened. Did we vote on a supplemental funding bill? No. Did we wait days to vote? No. Still didn't vote on it. You know what we voted on later that week? Nancy Pelosi, the only thing she would put on the floor to vote on was a bill to ban flavored tobacco. That's that's what actually happened. It wasn't a, it was only a week later that we actually voted on the supplemental funding that the administration requested. 
your criticism appears to be based in one thing, that Trump was overly optimistic. That's his style. You know, again, I, you can criticize it. That's fine. But it doesn't, but it's not connected to the actions that were actually taken. Because if I back up even further, you know, February 14th, CDC announces ongoing work with five laboratories to perform community-based influenza surveillance and study the spread of the virus. We're, we're trying, we're in a fact-finding mode in February. People forget this. We People weren't. keep calling the, February this lost month. The world, it's really not. There's just, it, that's an easy and cheap accusation because there's no big, bold moves taken like there was in January or like there was in March. But the reality is our government was working to create that test. Now, did they work as fast as we would have liked? And of course not. And there's a lot of reasons for that, which I, I'm happy to go into. By March 3rd, there was only 102 cases in the United States. And yet I'm hearing criticism that we should have been locked down weeks earlier. Crenshaw is very, very good. And that differentiation between the action and the words and the style is extremely important. And it's something that we actually discuss here. Don't, don't ask. Don't ask us uh, to defend certain levels of style. The one thing I despise about Donald Trump's performances on many level levels, uh, self-inflicted wounds. How many times have I discussed self-inflicted wounds? I compare it uh, to MMA fighting. It's a leg kick. You can take one leg kick. You can take a second leg kick. It's never one leg kick that's going to take you down. That's when you get uh, hit in, the, in, the, in that thigh, right? It is the accumulation of leg kicks that limit your ability to get a proper stance, to throw a proper punch, to move your weight around. That's when you get destroyed and you collapse on yourself, because you could no longer keep standing. I hate a self-inflicted wound. And Trump loves to give himself self-inflicted wounds. But Dan Crenshaw's argument. It's not that nothing was going on. Much was going on. That you want to complain about it. That's up to you. It doesn't make it factual. Extremely well done. Extremely well done by the congressman. Always remember that the manipulation of the conversation doesn't make it factual. Only the facts do. I'm Tony Katz.